welcome to the Happening Podcast. I was planning a big uh, five, four, three. And we're all for the what's <laughs> happening. I was hoping that <laughs> Why didn't you do one or two? We've done that before. <laughs> we though. have, I think. But, um, no, dude. Good to see you as always. It is good to see you. It's uh, man, it's been a beautiful spring day. Ugh. March 1st. I saw uh, ICC today play today. Yeah. He hit seven home runs in a game. Tyreek Reed might be walking through that he door. He was actually not walking through the door. Man, today. that's impressive. You know, I tell no, you really what. Really cool. If Rick Call, your coach is a baseball team, they're going to hit. They're going to hit. They're going to hit a long way. But it's that time of year, man. Baseball is is, is almost in full swing, whether it be you know, college baseball, high school yes. baseball, or, or um, the uh, Major League Baseball spring training is underway, which I've been keeping up with some of that. And Blue Delta's on the road down there in Florida, and they're going to head out to the Cactus League. And, man, basketball, uh, high school is kind of winding down. Got some teams headed for the March yeah. to the state tournament. And college basketball is headed towards – March Madness, we're, which we're, we're right in the thick of it. Away. Yeah, and then uh, of course the NBA is really at its uh, peak time of year. Yes. The push for the playoffs. Yes. So that's really exciting. This is here. This time of the NBA, like when people don't pay enough enough attention to, because this is where your seating comes into play. For sure, you, you like know. you know, like the Grizzlies, for instance, they were three and a half games up going into the All Star break. Well, they've lost. They were one in five, I think. They're yeah, I one think in so. five with the only win being yeah. the Lakers. Yeah. They've gotten beat by the Kings twice. Uh, nothing's been close, but you know now that league that lead is dwindling. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just kind of the way it is. And the rat race. I, you know, I said a few weeks ago I thought they'd make it uh, in. They'd squeak in, but I really don't think they'll probably get in the playoffs. The NBA really wants Zion in there. They want yeah. they want seven games, or there's really going to be four games against the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, but anybody that plays them, they want they want Zion versus LeBron or Zion versus Kawhi, whoever ends yeah. up being the one. And um, the Grizzlies made a move before the, the, the trade deadline, which I am excited about. Uh, but they gave up Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill, who were two guys who are actually helping right now. Yeah. I you know agree. what I mean? So, uh, But Justice Winslow will be good for them going forward. Most certainly. So, you know, it's one of those things. This was not their year. It's kind of like the Braves. They're 100%. a year or two ahead of schedule. You know, uh, yeah. so keep doing uh, – stay the course. Yes. Trust the process. Yes. So, um, but uh, – we also got some high school basketball going yes, on in the yes, area. Yes, yes, man. Uh, that we said the uh, the quarterfinals were just played at various satellites yes. like Itawamba and Valley. And, and unfortunately, we're still using Mississippi Coliseum as the host of the championship games. Are they? Well, I know there's some games at Ole Miss well, this year. The, well, the, the semifinals, excuse me. Excuse okay, me. so the, the Jackson is the they semis. Are, yes, they, you're, you're right. They are moving on campus. They need to get. They just need to get out of Jackson. Yeah, you know, is what I'm getting. At. Well, you know, they 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 had to play there. I get why they're doing it. But think about this now. You got a team like Pontotoc girls. Yeah. Who have had to go to Valley, and then they're going to have to go to Jackson, and then they're going to have to come back to Oxford. Which Oxford's 30 minutes up the road from. But that's not so convenient for everybody else. No. You know what I mean? So you know, the, you know, it just uh, they are they're, they're, the travel logistics right there aren't good. Let's just go ahead and put everybody in Oxford. You know what I mean? Let's spot just on. go ahead. Yeah, just Absolutely just get them all in one on. spot. But anyway, um, I guess you would say in one A in girls in the area we got Pine yeah. Grove, we got Pine Grove and Baldwin and Baldwin. Yeah. Man, those are two good programs. They're very good programs. And then in one uh, A boys we got uh, Baldwin, Baldwin and, boys and Ingemar boys and Ingemar boys, so, boys perennial power. Baldwin moving down to one A. Coach Goosby and them have gotten hot. Red hot. Red hot. And Late you know, start because of football. Yeah, and it, I think guys. they had a player or two that were actually injured. Yeah. That are now that's healthy. Right. And and Coach Goolsby plays a lot of guys throughout the year. He does. Uh and you know, they probably drop some games. He plays plays some teams that are pretty tough. Oh, competitive yeah. games. Uh and they probably drop some games, but he gets those guys uh experience and he, he gets his his uh I guess you would say his rotation figured out. And there are times in the playoffs when the unexpected happens, when Absolutely. you will have a freshman who hadn't played but eight quarters all year, and but he's six five, and you need a big rebound. You got to put him out there. 
Coach Goosby plays guys like that. You and they I mean? get the big rebound. And they get yeah. the big rebound. And Baldwin's always done that, whether it be uh, Coach Ritchie uh, and, and, you know, and the guys after him, Coach McKay, and then now all them. And, uh, 1A will be competitive. It I, will. I, I, it, it always is. It's, it's one of the most competitive classes in the year or in, in know, the state. We, we talk about this, the little brief dynasty there with uh, Trinidad's girls, three straight. Don't look now, but uh, – Coach Katie Bates has got her girls on the verge of three straight. Yeah. We're talking dynasties here. So, uh, I fully expect Pine Grove's girls to do it again. Yeah, 1A girls basketball, that dynasty, whether it be in, in northeast Mississippi, like if it's Ingemar, if it's oh, Pine yeah. Grove, uh, years ago it was Myrtle with our mini. Yeah. Really – 1A has always been dominated by Hill Country basketball. 100%. You know, Wheeler. I mean, and, and uh, even, even in boys, there was a time when you had guys like Ray Brooks and Durant kind of peeking oh, up in yeah. there. But for the most part, it's always been folks from the Hill yeah, Country area. East of Oxford. Yeah, yeah. And, um, Which is not an alt band. That's, and that's, that's the team. The <laughs> emphasis, that is a pretty good name. The emphasis <laughs> that's put on basketball at places like that is insane. For instance, if, uh, if you want to rob the Dollar General in Ingemar, Wait till they go to Jackson. You know what I mean? I mean uh, tomorrow at one thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll meet you there. You know what I mean? But like, I need toilet paper. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, eight hundred rolls. They'll be there, and it's it's real life Hoosiers. But I think it's better than that. It is. It, it really it's, is because it's real. You it's know what I mean? So real. It's so real. Uh, and Absolutely. In, and in three A, uh, well, two. Uh, we talked Let's about two A. Two A. Camp boys. Mitchell, Mitchell Salisbury. Salisbury. Man. That dude can hoop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he he put up, I think, a 30 spot the other day against Calhoun City. Hard rooting for him. He's the kind of guy, and um, I don't know his grades. I don't I don't, I don't, don't really keep up with the uh, Marshall County academic system like I should. But, oh, yeah. Um, I'm thinking uh, he'll probably be like a lot of other folks. He'll probably go the junior college route. And I think if he ends up at, uh, at a junior college, it allows him to kind of grow a little bit as a player. Sure. You know what I mean? He's he's a good player. He could play on the floor a little bit, but at six five, if you get a, a good year out of him developing, by the time his sophomore year comes around at uh, at whatever junior college he may end up at, I think he could be a D one player. I oh, mean, I, I, I mean, I, I really do I think agree. he's a D one player, and I think he's a D one prospect right now. He's a prospect, that's but that's a good, but I think if he take. goes there now, if he went D one right now out of high school, I think he would shuffle out of the system and end up back in junior. You college. know who I want to compare it to? Who's that? Sean Dalton Weatherby. They played Legion ball for me from yeah. Thrasher, small yeah. town kid. Yeah, and now he's tearing it up at Northeast. Yeah. He's he'll a look D1 up in a year player. and a half. Yeah. He'll be a, he'll be in somebody's lineup. What's he'll, he doing on the baseball field this year? Just playing the fire to some outfield and okay. knocking the cover off the ball. Of course he would. So. I would expect no less. <laughs> But uh, yeah, now, I guess who was the other two A? Well, the, the, we left the on the boys' side of one A. Yeah, I fully expect to see a ball winning Ingemar mashup. I think it's Ingemar's year. I really do. I do too. I thought last year they, you know, they got their heart broke in the final last thirty seconds. I think Ingemar's destined to do it. This and year. they won a really close game the other day against Coffeeville. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Like Coffeeville is play a rugged style. It's just kind of rough and tumble. They got good athletes. They're so battle tested. And though, Ingemar, Ingemar though, is, and they're around. tough and. I'm going to say this. I've watched them play, and I know how Coach Ashley coaches and you know his assistant, Coach Johnson, and I know how those, those fans uh, are over there. They are hungry for another one. Bad, bad. You know what I mean? This is not a, oh, we got a Reggie and Jerome-led team. We're going to just walk down there and win this thing. Like They know it's competitive, yeah. and they like this bunch because it's balanced. I mean, sure, their best player is probably Sugars. Yeah. But when I look at the box score, I'll be honest, rarely – is, is he, he the leading scorer? Naheem Hines. Yeah, or, Naheem or Jones. Whedon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naheem Jones, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, by the way, I don't think he played until his senior year. Unbe- I th- that, that's I, a testament. I think he played in junior high, staff. and the way Jonathan, I think, told me, he might have been like kind of short and dumpy, and then he grew and decided to come back out. And other, I mean, 
Yeah. He's a ball player. Yeah, and they got the Whedon kid who can play. Uh, yeah. They're good. It's exciting to watch them play. Uh, 3A. Uh, nobody really on the girls' side. I expect Rural Central to win it. DeCoria Bracey, Ole Miss commit, yeah. just rock star player. Knocked out Belmont, if he can do that. I mean, you know, handily. Uh, on the boys' side, Houston and Holly Springs. Holly Springs is probably their year. You know, Derek Fountain, Corey Bell, last year, same right. same song, different verse. On the other side, you got Velma Jackson, though. So, I mean, yeah, they're always tough. They got a D one down there too. I yeah. think they got a player. The thing about Holly Springs is they they had they were this Holly Springs team reminds me of the Derek Bales Ripley team. They got one good guard Ooh. and they got a good post player. Is that Mikey Johnson? Doc Johnson. Doc Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. yeah, they got a, they got a good guard. They got a really good post player, yeah. and you can't press them. And they have something that the others don't have, uh, an eraser in the paint who can control the boards. Yeah, no and um, Congrats to him, by the way. Just got uh, D- He got his ACT score back, D1 eligible. So he's D1. And I know he has some big yeah, offers. Oklahoma I, I know offer. Oklahoma offered him. And, you know, um, I've watched him play, and he's a good player, but he's a prospect. Yeah. Um, he's not a um, – he, He's not as offensively like skilled as the kid from Canton that ended up at Alabama. Jaden Fleming. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't get much run there. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. that's just kind of my worry. I, I hope this kid finds the right level. Me too. The, you know, he's Me a D one player, but I hope he run, finds the right level. I, of D one. I'm if, in full agreement. You know, um, and th- now if he goes and develops, maybe gets a red shirt, could be a different story. Very, very but you know, true. being far from home, a little, little different, a little different. But, oh yeah, yeah. But what else you got there in, in them? Uh, Houston, not really a surprise run, but Coach, a Coach little, Pettit's little got a good early. squad. They're deep. They're athletic. I think we were kind of expecting this maybe next year, year after. But yeah. kudos to them. Man. Yeah, uh, that Shamar Crawford can play. They got the Virgis kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's always a Virgis there that can play. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Shamar Crawford's a D1 football player, but uh, he he's a really big talent on the basketball oh, floor. He uh, I talked to uh, some of those guys at the Houston uh, on the Houston football staff who coach him, and uh, they just talk glowingly about how hard the kids work and how their toughness. Uh, seeps into all the, the sure. athletic, you know, baseball, basketball, football. So, I like them. I really do. I saw him get in the paint the other day and absolutely almost pull a, a rim off of a goal. And they've got like they've got a one of the top ranked freshmen in the state yes. on their team too. I think he might be able to six five, six yeah. six post player. So, no kidding. Yeah, and Coach Pettit likes to play up and down, get them down the floor kind of style. So that'll be a fun game. Yeah, they play. Uh, they play. They play Velma. So that'll yeah. be a really right fun off the game. bat there. Uh, girls are for a lot of local flavor. Uh, Three, let's see, I got to remember because the shirt, because he ripped me off. Three, eight, six, six, three. Mm-hmm. Stand up. Ripley's yeah. boys and girls. Ripley girls are in? Yes. Okay. Both in Jackson. Man. Ripley's girls open up with Raymond tomorrow. Uh, and then Ripley's boys also play in Raymond. So, double header. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> Except <laughs> for those in Tippa County. Yeah, well, the Raymond boys are really good. And I'll say this if Ripley is able to pull off that boys win, it'll say something big about. Their chances to win it all, and oh, no and doubt. it'll just cement Adam Kirk as one of the pound for pound best coaches in the yeah, area. No he, matter no matter how much he rips off of you and all your shirt ideas yeah. and everything we joke about, he is a heck of a twice dude the too. As I am. And he he <laughs> half uh, the man, twice the coach, half the man, <laughs> half the morally correct man, <laughs> twice the coach for sure. But no, he you know I, I'm I'm tickled for them. I, he's a good friend, man. I, I'm I'm really really rooting for them. Boys side and 4A is always incredibly tough. It's always Greenwood and Florence on the other side. Yeah. Uh, but then on the girls' side, Ripley versus Raymond, I really like Ripley there. I don't know a lot about Raymond, but they obviously do basketball well. They do. Uh, and then Pontotoc's girls versus Moss Point. All right, I want to talk about this. Yeah. Um, I want to give a real big shout-out to a friend of ours. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle Hurd. Um we we joke about him on air, off air. I, I see him somewhat often, you know, playing playing around the the area and watching his team play. But um, he's a good friend, man. And 
Uh, I root for a lot of teams because I know their coaches and their players and some of their staff. But I'm not rooting for anybody harder than I'm rooting for the Pontiac girls. I, I'm full agreement with you. More so than anything, I remember texting Kyle last year after that early, unexpected first-round exit. Yep. And just All I could say to him was, man, you know, I'm so sorry, dude. I know that you were had bigger plans. It will make it that much sweeter this year if they can find a way to win it. Yeah, and, and, I want, and I'll speak candidly about something here, and, I, and I'm not going to step on any toes because everybody understands what I'm about to talk about. When, when Coach Russell went back to his alma mater at South sure. Pontotoc, sometimes you just go home, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and when Kyle was given the job, as he was Coach Russell's assistant, he was given the head job, um, a lot of people have been ready for him to fail. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Even Young pe- guy, new guy. Even, yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and say this. There are even people at Pontotoc who don't have kids in the Pontotoc program? Yeah, who were ready for him to fail? Sure. And last year, when they didn't win that, when they lost in the first round to a team they'd beat earlier in the season, oh, it was a chip in their armor. I told you so. I yeah. told you so. He, I want him to win that gold ball. I do he too. Step, he stepped up uh, his, his his preparation. His uh, his X's and O's have been flawless. He gets a good group of girls, uh, a talented group of girls to play together and hard, and that's not easy to do. Yeah. And some of them have come there from different places. Sure. You know, so he's done something that's not easy. And he's had to uh, acclimate outsiders into the Pontotoc program. And some of the Pontotoc girls aren't playing as much. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, So it's, he's in a good job, man. I'm being real. And I, I talked I, to I'm him really at the Hound Dog Classic in Tupelo. And I said, so how's the schedule? He said, I potentially put 13 losses on there. Yeah. There's something in two right now. Yeah. So that I, I think to, three. Or three. Yeah, something they, in three. And they lost to the number one team in the and, state and, and number I, two team in the state. And I asked him, I said, Kyle, you got a lot of mouths to feed. He said, well, we got some big plates. So. That's for sure. And I, you know what, he, what? Tell you what feeds a lot of folks? That gold ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. if you have that, it it, it, it kind of, uh, yeah. It's, it, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting super, hard for him. super rooting for him. Jackson, get ready. Cobra Kai is coming to you. For sure, for sure. And let me tell you something. He stepped up his clothing game this he year. Has, He's wore suits man. over there. He doesn't look like a Pentecostal preacher anymore. No, now he looks like a traveling uh, evangelist. <laughs> He's going to be doing revival for a hundred. My friends from the funeral business that are <laughs> Pentecostal preachers, I love you dearly. Yeah, I have some that are Pentecostal preachers, some <laughs> friends. But yeah, I'm I'm 100 certain that Kyle has uh, stolen Chip's wardrobe and got it altered. <laughs> yeah. I texted him and told him that he looked like a, a a tent preacher, and he said I married into it. So, <laughs> uh, but no, five uh, A, no nothing really local for us. You know, yeah. it's a bunch of stuff. I'm Center Hill boys look like right. in Callaway look like they're headed for a collision course. Six uh, eight Starkville boys, Olive Branch girls. Yeah, Starville hit a a, a shot that. with one point two seconds left to beat OB. Uh, Which yeah. was a big win because everybody kind of had OB penciled in down there. Now I've heard from, uh, with the exception of the uh, the bad hospitality room and not being able to get into the venue pretty quick, that the experience at Valley was actually pretty good. Like it's a nice place. It's a new arena. I saw the floor. Yeah, it looked really it's a, nice. It's a nice new place. I went into Valley's old arena one time. Man, it was tough. This one's okay though. It looks really nice. It looks yeah, like a it, it, like the wraparound seating, kind of like I see, maybe yeah. a little less. Yeah, it looks like it has maybe a uh, maybe a little lower lower ceiling, so it's like an optical illusion. Yeah. you know what I mean. But, sure. but yeah, it's nice. But uh, good luck to those teams. As yeah, they go all the Jackson. teams in our area. Absolutely yeah. good luck. But uh. I can't. I guess before we get too much further, we need to go ahead and talk about the big event in this uh, this episode. Man, uh, so we had a special guest on, and uh, won't talk too much about him. We want to hear you'll hear it directly from him. Uh, he's Mr. Kevin Kirkpatrick. He is the uh, marketing director at Bancorp South Arena, and uh, we spent how, how long did we? We talk talked for an hour. We talked for an hour. We we could have talked for four. It felt like twenty minutes. Uh, I mean, it was so fast. The, the wealth of knowledge, uh, what this guy has seen, the people he's met. The acts that have come through Bank Corp South Arena, he is most certainly 
the face of that. When it all happens, he is right in the thick of the decision process, the the day-to-day operations of, you know, when the events are coming into town. He's got it going on, man. He's he, absolutely got it going he, on. And uh, he has his finger on the pulse of, of what's coming, what's hot, uh, and what sells. You know what oh, I mean? No doubt. And, uh, and like he explains, and we'll let him talk about it, but uh, he explains what goes into the process and everything that he has to do on the marketing end. And uh, it was just a real treat to get that wealth of knowledge. And he even gives us a few tidbits into what his favorite things were, oh, some absolutely. things that have surprised him. So uh, we'll let you get right to that. But uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back with Kevin right after this on the What's Happening Podcast. To the Happening Pod, uh, we have our special guest finally. After Brian and I have talked about it for forever, long uh, overdue, long, long overdue. Uh, our special guest, Mr. Kevin Kirkpatrick. Hey, I've often been counted as special, so I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I tell you, you when, are. When, when we were when we first started the podcast a year ago now, March was yeah. our first month we started the podcast, and we started it a year ago. We decided uh, we had a list, and we were like, who locally can we get? On this list, and this is the, the honest to goodness truth, Mitch McCamey was one, and you were three behind Barton Ramsey. So we had one, yeah. two, hey, and three. So I'll yeah, take that here. list. We're here I'm now, good. and I think that's yeah. actually in order. That's right, locally. Yeah. So yeah, we, we're we're on track. Yeah, well, it's good to see you, and glad to have you here at the uh, the MGKOK former bank here in downtown yeah. Tupelo. Yeah, this vault. is for those that haven't ever been in here. This is one of the coolest joints in town. It's cool. It's nice. It's yeah. nice. Well, uh, before we get too far into the fun stuff. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? It's kind of like first grade class. Stand up and tell the class who you are. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm, uh, I've been in Tupelo for a little over 22 years. I'm originally from Ocean Springs uh, after college, after graduating Mississippi State. Moved around, bounced around a little bit, you know, with jobs and uh, settled here. And this, this was really our destination. So, It is also my destination, <laughs> but I've never left here. You've never left I've been here for 34 years. <laughs> Sometimes you got to get out and explore, man. I had a, I had a four-year sabbatical in Starkville, but outside of that, and then a little bit in Pontotoc. Well, tell me, you know, when you said you've been here for 22 years, what was Tupelo like 22 years ago for you getting here? I mean, we'll talk about how it's growth, but tell me what it was like 22 well, years ago. Well, I can ago. tell you, you know, the restaurant scene was not even uh, a, a glint in, in the sky to what it is now. You know, the culinary scene in, in Tupelo is just – it. it blows me away still to think what we have here now oh i know you know and then you have you know the music venues multiple music venues um you know blue canoe bringing in who they're bringing in absolutely um you you just people don't get 
what Tupelo is now compared to 20 years ago. And, you know, Brian and I talk about this all the time, and we, we've actually kind of monikered this, and we're still, we still got to get that T-shirt together at some point, but we think that this, that Tupelo is pound for pound the South's best food town. Oh, without a doubt. Um, you know, we're not a college town. No. And that's what makes it a little bit more unbelievable with yes. what we have here. Because normally in the South, if you're not on the coast, if you're not a metropolitan area, right. a university drives that culinary absolutely, you know, a- experimentation. And Tupelo, we don't have that. And that's one thing that's, I think, surprising to me. But I think as we've had an influx of people moving to Tupelo, to the area, be it with Toyota or whoever, yeah. it has, um, they've almost demanded that Tupelo change to sure. offer these things I that mean, we you, have now. I mean, you said you got here 22 years ago, so I would have been 12, right. was it 1998? Right. Sixth grade? Yeah, remember the date yeah, we January, called? Yeah, January. <laughs> Your Jan- first date. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, January 97. January I, 97. So like, you know, and I mean, that's when Fair Park wasn't even thought of. It well, wasn't even conceived. I, I, I got here not too much before that. I got here in 95, 96. Yeah. Moved over here from the Delta, which was – Total, yeah, you know, my wife's yeah. from Greenville, so oh, really? yeah. I came here from Indianola, so it's yeah. it's night and day difference for yeah, coming sure. over here, but for sure. Well, you know, you kind of mentioned something earlier, and you were talking about bands coming to town and event venues and stuff like that. So, uh, tell the folks a little bit about what you do and yeah. and why you got to Tupelo. I am the uh, director of marketing with the Bancorp South Arena, um, and director of marketing is I say that loosely because we all carry a lot of different roles down there. Um, you know, we all do a lot of a lot of things. Um, and so I've been at the arena for pushing 17 years now. Oh, wow. Okay. You're killing it, man. Y'all are really killing it. And, you know, it. you've got one of those jobs, and I can I always appreciate this because I've told Brian this before. You've got one of those jobs that, to me, I know what you do by you just telling me. Like, in other words, you say you're the director of marketing at Bancorp South Arena. I am a funeral director and part-time driver's ed instructor. People don't have to ask a lot of questions about that. But those are the cool. Those are the jobs that are the ones that are easily described are the ones that have the coolest stuff about it. You know, the most intriguing thing facts. About you know, them. a lot of people say that it's cool and and the music business. Oh, that's so cool. And and when our contemporaries get together at conferences or you know, because we don't have a contemporary in Tupelo, nobody else does right. what we do here. And we kind of look at each other like, is it? Is it cool? Really? <laughs> Look you at know, us. Are we <laughs> really? Is it cool? You know, because, I mean, people don't see the 16-hour days on show right. days, concert days. Sure. They don't see, you know, everything that goes on behind the scenes. They just see the – they don't see us eating cold pizza on the run. Right. You, you know, um, during the course of the night. So Yeah. Well, I you know, for – I guess I would call it a, an area noob like myself, having been about here about 23 years or so, I really don't know much about – that whole area about where the arena is. So can I get a little bit of history from you before we get into the fun stuff? Yeah, about yeah, a little that bit. Whole, where, where geographically where it's located. Yeah, what a little it, bit of Tupelo yeah. history. It's um across the tracks from downtown and what used to be Shake Rag, which was the African-American neighborhood yep. in Tupelo. And that's where Elvis went to listen to the blues. That's, that's just where a lot of culture was for the African-American community. And they went through urban revitalization, wiped that out, built Tupelo's first mall down there, 
Okay, when was that? Yeah. Y'all, have, do you have an idea when that was? That oh, was in gosh. the 80s. That yeah, was in the early, I think it was before I was born. It yeah. was in the early 80s. Okay. I remember the mall being down here. Right. And then it was at Gloucester My, my high school Village. girlfriend actually from Tupelo worked in the mall, and I remember coming up, you know, and, and this was probably 87. Yeah. So, and so when the second mall was built down on Gloucester Creek Gloucester, Village, Gloucester, which is Gloucester Creek Village now, it said empty, and the the city fathers at the time really had a vision that I think most people would think would be it's just that's stupid as hell. Yeah. To yeah. to think that we can put a ten thousand seat arena in a town of thirty five thousand, and you know they did it, and you know the two things that we're there for the the, the Coliseum we're there to create economic impact for the city of Tupelo and to better the quality of life. Okay. And, I mean, that's our two driving factors. That's, that's a heck of do. a mission statement right there. And yeah. I'm going to tell you this, too. That is, it's so, it's so broad when you say that, but it couldn't be, it, it couldn't be more true because, I, and, and I'm speaking to this just as a lifelong Tupeloan. This, is it Tupeloan or Tupeloan? I, mean, I really want to clarify. That's a good question because it, if you read it, it reads like Tupeloian, like Nickelodeon. Let yeah. me get another few sips of this bourbon, <laughs> then I'll tell you. <laughs> we, we might we might verify it here. But, but just speaking to what he says, the 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 Bancorp South Arena really relaunched downtown Tupelo. It sure. did. If you look across the street, Fair twenty pa- years ago there was dirt. Hey, Fair Park would not be there without the arena. No, we anchored the the revitalization of downtown and a Fair Park. Yeah, and I, I say we, but the city, absolutely, did, you know, group effort. Yeah, you know, and to me personally, working there is—I mean, it's to me, it's better than working at a bank. You know, yeah. for damn sure, for it's, sure, it's 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 fun, it's interesting, it's different. Um, but I like working. I don't like working for a board of directors. Right. I don't like working for stockholders. I like working for my community. Absolutely. And that, that's what I'm there for. Well, you know, speaking of that, it's cool because, you know, we were talking the other day when we first met, and he was talking about, well, we booked this event, and we booked that event. And, you know, you, you are able to track ticket sales and things like that as they come and go. <coughs> and you obviously, as a, y'all as an entity, y'all listen to the community because y'all yeah. really have shows for everybody. And well, and for we, everybody. we try to, and that, that's something that I was really wanting to talk about today is because we catch, you know, uh, we catch some grief. Really, everybody catches grief on social right. media, but but we do catch some grief that we don't offer enough rock shows, enough hard rock shows, enough rap shows. Sure. Um, and we believe me, we've tried them. We've we've booked them in, and it's just so hard. There's just not a support enough support in town. Yeah. Or the region for those, and you ha- you, you don't go into it to book shows to lose money. No, for sure, it's you a know. business. And you know, even though we're part of the city, we're nonprofit. We're part of the city. Um, we can't afford to lose money. Right. And so, really, we book what we think can sell tickets. Now, we'd like to book, man, we'd love to book, you know, more rap shows, yeah. more rock, hard rock shows, more sure. whatever. And, and we've done it, but, and we'll get for a rock show. You know, we booked Disturbed a couple of years ago on a package they had, Three Days Grace and a few others, and they almost canceled the show because the sales were so bad. Right. Now, they yeah. played through. But the ones that wanted it, man, they were there and they they were happy and loved it and enjoyed it. But as a whole, this market likes country music. 
Right. And right. I, personally, I hate country music. Right. I don't like it. So I'm not booking it because I like it. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I will say this. Y'all book good ones, though. You know what I mean? Right. Like, y'all yeah, rep- right. reputable acts. You don't, y'all don't, I mean, even Alabama came through. They're not on their last leg. You know what I mean? It was right. one of the most awesome shows I've seen. You know, in a it's while. funny. I have a, a a good friend of mine who's um who's a banker, and he'll bring clients, potential clients, to the concerts, and he'll bring like people, like doctors that are thinking about moving to Tupelo that are here visiting, and he'll always within at intermission bring them back to our offices to look at the Wall of Fame. Oh yeah, where we have our pictures with all the artists that come through to show them. Look what Tupelo gets. This is what Tupelo has to offer. And you're right. When you get, you know, James Taylor, Bonnie Raitt to come to Tupelo, yeah. I mean. These are rock and roll Hall of Famers. Right. Huge. You know, and, and like Huge. we've even disputed, I think Alabama is the greatest American band of all time, pound for pound. I mean, you know, I mean that's a huge gift. Right. 0102. I saw Dylan, Rod Stewart, and the Eagles all in a I saw, I saw Rod year. Stewart, the Eagles. Yeah. I saw, I think my first show at the Bancorp South Arena was actually Reba. I think I was like really? six. Mm. <laughs> How many times she changed costumes? Like a hundred. <laughs> and, of course, dollar. I didn't know anything back then, but I just remember fancy. Yeah. yeah. You just, well, you're you know, waiting on fancy. Reba's been with us a couple times. She's rehearsed with us a couple times, and she's I'm great. I mean, her people are great, you know. And, you know, I guess when you get the folks that come through and they're gracious guests, it makes your job a lot more, I yeah. guess you would say, enjoyable, Without a right? Doubt. yeah. Um, well, I, I do have to ask you one random question here in the middle of all this historical stuff. Uh, what was the first show you ever had to market and book up there? It was uh, Three Doors Down. I went to that, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Was that in like and, and so, you know, in 01? That, 03. I was there. Or, you were I there. was there. Yeah, it was fall of 03. And I remember, you know, that that's when Three Doors <laughs> hit it big. Mississippi I mean, Zone, right? They, oh, that's I mean, man, I was there. They 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 were skyrocketing to the top. We got them right in time. And I mean, I had a couple like smaller, I don't want to say inconsequential, but smaller, you know, couple thousand shows that right. weren't that. And this one, you know, was a hard sellout. Did Shine Down open for them? That honestly, I can't remember. I think I can. Um, <laughs> But there were, I think I you know, and I remember looking around because that was my first time working the show, working the concert, the crowd. And, man, there were more fights. There were more people passing out, ODing. There was, you know, it was just, and I was like, what have I gotten into? Yeah. You know, because <laughs> like, you know, they came in, the director at the time came in and recruited me and hired me. And, and I was like, what did I do? <laughs> you know, but, you know, that happens rarely. I mean, that, that right. type show. Sure. Well, you, and you know, t- going back to what you're talking about, you know, they were a rock band that was pretty prominent at the time. time. Like, I was a senior in high you school. Know, uh, I, I can say this. I'm guilty as charged. In my mid and early 20s, I was one of those guys that probably hated a little bit on, all, you know, on all the Gaither band tours coming right. through and stuff. But as I got older and started working with a business, I realized it is about the dollar. I mean, sure. like, I mean, is what it is. And shout out to y'all for, for really trying to uh, take care of the area and their interest with, you know, the kids shows, the Disney stuff, sure. the PJ masks, sure. the the monster trucks. Like, you give everybody <laughs> – I thought PJ hey, masks you know was what? a black comedian. People laugh about Monster <laughs> Jam, Monster Trucks, which is in a couple weeks. But those Dude. are those are like sold out shows, man. They really I, just do the raptors. I, okay, <clears throat> guilty pleasure, monster trucks. <laughs> I love monster trucks. Gonna, I took Spencer to monster trucks one time. I did think. you really? I really him and Hair. Did you wow. get hooked up with tickets? I'm just curious. <laughs> did you get hooked up with tickets? Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, I think. And well, yeah, because I think Gloria it was one of Harris's. Yeah. It was one of Harris's friends that went too. Gosh, well, I, I want to ask another question. This kind of leads oh, to something man, else. Yeah. Tell me about setup. 
for the arena because you have pretty much the standard stage set up at the arena because you know you have the big roll up door in the back right. area and right. there's only so many places you can put a stage you know but what about something like that would well, you have to bring in dirt and have to have real you know, they insurance used to liability. do it on our concrete floor which we hated it oh man yeah um, because just the i mean you couldn't get the rubber up off the you know from the oh place. yeah but the past couple of years they started bringing in dirt which makes it a lot more fun show. Oh yes, and, it looks you know, more real. Yeah, and they can do more of their, you know, their tricks on it. But we're by far the smallest arena that they come into. Yeah, and our exhaust system can't handle what they normally do. Grave so diggers, big finale. They have to like <laughs> limit when they do donuts. They have to limit it to three donuts. Because we can't handle getting the exhaust out. You can't oh handle gosh. the fumes. Okay, I get that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not on grave diggers watch. Yeah. We've got to make sure we keep Sadie out of this place. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. But, but that, it's, it, is, it is fascinating. You know, the other day we, we got the tour. And like I said, I'd never been in there. And I didn't know it was the mall. So when we went in the back alleys of the, yeah, the back arena. Yeah, the warehouse. Yeah. yeah, it looked really like a giant department store. Yeah, right? It had was, been gutted that, and retrofitted. Where, uh, what did, what did you told us the other day. Yeah. Was it Sears or JCPenney? No. Who was there? Oh, I've, I've gone bring Arlington's? Woolworths. 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 Yeah, Woolworths. Because the, the Woolworths, and it's still got the orange and yellow stripes yeah, on right. the wall. I made the old brother uh, Arthur comment. You know, and that's <laughs> our warehouse now. That's where we store everything. That's so. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, what – of all the the events that that you've booked, which one would you say is the most satisfying? You know what I mean—the one that gave you the most "aha, we did it." Really, when we get the likes, when we get the legends that come in, when we get the Elton Johns, when we get the, yeah. the James Taylor Bonnie mm-hmm. Raitt, and I want to tell a quick story about James please, Taylor please, Bonnie Raitt. Hey, the floor is yours. Um, that was like a, a pinnacle of of my career there. Um, normally, when artists come in. We always get the chance for the official photo op, and we always give them a little something from Tupelo, as you know. Nice. Um, always Elvis classes. Um, name, you know, big time acts like that. We'll usually go to Tupelo Hardware, George III to help us, you know, sure. get guitars, and we'll give them a guitar from Tupelo Hardware. And so that's what we're going to present to them for the picture. And so we're waiting backstage, waiting for him to come out of the dressing room to go to the stage. And they came out, and we're you know, like, you know, officially welcome to Tupelo, blah, blah. And they put on the glasses, grabbed the guitars, and both James and Bonnie, and there was no video back there, period. We couldn't have video, so there's no way to document this. And both of them grabbed the guitars and started playing and singing an Elvis song for like a minute and a half. And we're sitting there like, oh, my God. This, Did this is just James happened? and Bonnie and this, you know. Priceless performance yeah, right here. It was incredible. And then we, you know, took the picture, went on about a way, worked the night. Next day, James posted that picture on his Facebook page with us in the picture with them. You know, and I had people from all over the country. Holy crap, Kevin, you know. Yeah, it was, that was really, really cool. That's Man. one of the real perks of the job yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's you know, cool. And it usually, you know, we, we laugh. We're so jaded to it all, really, by the time the show gets here. It's like, man, just come sing your damn songs and get out. You know, right, just, you sure. Know, you, it's such a buildup. Right. To get him in the building to make just everything that it yeah. takes, you know. So moments like that really makes it cool. Man. Well, what goes into that 15, 16-hour day? You know what I mean? Show day. What is Sure. What is well, the like, okay, coming up Jason Aldean next Saturday. It's going to be a hard sellout. I mean, might as well say it's sold out. There's just a few tickets scattered here and there. I know all kind uh, of folks going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, load in. 
they'll come in at seven o'clock and walk and chalk, which what that means, they'll walk the floor, they'll start chalking where they hang all their production, which means the sound and lights from the yeah. rafters, things like that. And then eight o'clock is load in. That's when the trucks open and they start bringing all the gear and all the equipment, all the sound, lights, video boards, you name it. And it's amazing to sit and watch this process during the day. And they'll get it all up. They'll go through, uh, you know, sound check in the afternoons. Um, we walk the building, our box office walks the floor, check, make sure all the seating is correct for the ticketing. It's an incredible process to make sure that that's properly done. Right. You know, with the manifested tickets. And I bet you're on, like, quite a timeline with that, too. Like oh, you yeah. You have to be done. Right, right. But, you know, we, it's never really a crunch because I'd say we've got – I'd put up – I'd put our staff – at, at this small arena to anybody in the country. I put our security staff up, and I say that because I have all these people tell me how good we are. That's awesome. One thing about y'all security is they are always so nice. You know what I mean? Everybody right. there, like they, when they have to, I've yeah. seen them deal with situations, and they right. just deal yeah. with them swift, promptly, and yeah, if you most, need them Most of our time, security guys, and my head of security, Richie Sansone, he's been with me since I've been there. Oh, Richie. And, um, I'd put Richie and his staff up with anybody in the country. I mean, they're just – I can't say enough good things about them because they're front line. You know, they're the ones that right. handle and deal with patrons first. I play kickball with Richie's son, sidebar. Yeah. Oh. That's how I know Richie. And I coached yeah. his son. Yeah. But a good guy, great Real guy. Real good guy, yeah. So, but anyway, and so, you know, you, you go through all that, the act sound check, um, get ready for doors, you know, big thing is – Boom, getting everything set, ready, because all, all of our staff has to be in place. All of their production has to be ready. Right. You know, it all it's, it, you're right, it's timed. And then, you know, open doors, and that's when all hell breaks loose. You know, that's when, it, when the magic happens. And what it's I like to – Walkie-talkie time. Then, when, I, right? when I like – my favorite part of the night is when the headliner is about to come on, I'll usually go stand out where the mix position is, which is right usually in the middle of the arena. Yeah. And when they come on and that crowd just – that is so satisfying to me. It's yeah. like I had a part in this, you know. That is so cool. I had that wow moment at, talking about at the Alabama show when they played uh, – if you're going to play in Texas, you got to have fill in the band and the place blew up. Just you know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah, for sure. Nothing will get 10,000 uh, Lee County Rednecks going like a country <laughs> music show at right. the Bank of South Carolina. Slowly right. raise his hand. <laughs> Same. I was there. I was there. A lot of flannel shirts that night, but I was I was down with it. I was down with it. Good stuff, man. Look, I, I I've got a couple questions for you, and and this is this is just specific. Go. So, one, Brian asked you the most satisfied you were. What is your, what is your golden moment as far as if in the years you've got left doing what you're doing. Who's who's the act you want to book? Who would be the well, you know, it's icing funny. on the cake? From the very beginning, you know, people always ask if you could have your, you know, anybody come. Who'd you? And early on, it's like I'd love to have seen ACDC. I'd love to have seen the Foo Fighters. You know, I'm in both. But you know, we're so small that we can't afford that act. Yeah. I'd love to see Jimmy Buffett come in. Yeah, we just can't afford. Yeah, he just announced a Red Red Rock show. Yeah, I mean, he'll yeah. sell that you know, out. You, you know, know, we we just can't afford. So, you know, when we did, going back to James Taylor, Bonnie Raitt, that was our highest grossing show ever. I mean, that broke all records. And it wasn't even our highest attendance. It was, you know, driven by ticket price. Sure. All right, here's a little trivia for you. Who would you say, through, we're 
we're going into our 26th year. So through our 25 years, what act would you say had the largest crowd at the arena? That's tough. Uh, <laughs> man. Um, I, I mean, I'm just thinking of the ones I went to. I mean, of course, I was little, but Rod Stewart was slammed. It was. He kicked soccer balls in the crowd. I, my dad caught one. It's the only thing he's ever caught in his life. Of course life. he did. Of course, he, of course I got um, it. Okay, I'm going to throw one out there. I don't even know. I know it wasn't the Avett Brothers, unfortunately. I was at that show. It was a great show. Small turn. Small crowd. <laughs> Small crowd. Not what we had hoped. And that, that's another area sidebar of us taking a chance, bringing in a cool, yeah. you know, modern up. You know, I loved it. Okay, here, here we go. Let, let, let's try it. And it did. We didn't lose money, but it wasn't enough to, to be able to bring them back. Right. Okay. Um, going back to who I think had the biggest show, um, Winter Jam. The Christian concert series. Right. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. that would be my guess. And that's Something yearly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, actually, the largest crowd ever was Bill Gaither and the Gaither Homecoming. I should have guessed it. That was my first inclination. And, and that Heck was God. when they – and the reason why is that's when they were in the round. When yeah. you're in the round, you can put a lot more seats in there. Yeah. Um, but, and that was you a know, good and, concert. And sadly, over the years, you know, members of the Gaithers have aged out, died out. Their fan base have, has aged out, died out, and so their crowds are becoming smaller and smaller. And, that is you know, sad. And I'm not a Southern Gospel fan. I appreciate the genre, but, uh, you know. Right. I'm, but, yeah. but Bill Gaithers, man, he's one of the coolest dudes. You know, we, he travels with his own hairdresser. I was kidding one time, man. You got you got the you got such cool hair, especially for an old dude. And he was like, man, I've got better hair than Elvis had. You for know? sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, he and Elvis were friends. He and Elvis, be careful where you're at, buddy. He and Elvis were, you know, it's amazing how many of these older artists come in, like Alice Cooper, and we'll talk about their interactions with Elvis. That's unreal. You know, yeah, he's still from that generation. He's in his seventies. Yeah. You know, Elvis would have been what eighty four this yeah, year, something like that. Yeah. And so there, that that that's cool for us too. To you know, Do you now, now you know. I want to back up to you. You talking about? I don't book the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm yeah. talking about them booking. Them. Our yeah, Todd Hunt, yeah, our director yeah. books the yeah, shows, and, and he, man, he, that dude's on fire with yeah. getting shows yeah, in he's, here. Yeah, he's doing yeah, it. He's, it, it. It, he's doing right it. Now. Yeah. So, do you set up media availability, radio spots with folks like that? If they do, were to do a Channel Nine morning show, do you do that kind of stuff with the artist? Or how yeah, does, you I, do that. Yeah, okay. I do. Huh. How does how is it working with publicists and not with the artist directly? Much easier. Or it really depends on like any business. Some people are easier to deal with than others, and you know sure. some are more demanding. Some are you know really laid back, and some I mean it's just they're they're all different. They're all you different. Know. Okay. But you know one one of the, as not an act a favorite act, but just a favorite act that comes through that's just because they're so easy to work with. It's WWE wrestling. Oh, you know, I can imagine. And I'm not really a wrestling fan. I'm not. I'm not but those guys from the top to the bottom man they're all just so polite well-spoken well-mannered um easy to get along with you know they're, they're just and when i first started like rick flair was still coming through and ricky steamboat from when yeah. i watched it when i was a kid the and i was sitting there like i didn't want to become a fanboy you know <laughs> but that awesome. you know ricky steamboat i'm like i had to take a double take because he's almost bald wearing these reading glasses and it's like he just looks like a grandpa you know yeah for sure. Sergeant Slaughter coming through, you know. Oh, <laughs> Take me back to my nine-year-old birthday. Seriously, <laughs> right. man. Yeah. Every Saturday morning of my yeah, youth. So I, I went to a wrestling event at, 
I think it was it was back when the WCW yeah. and it was uncensored. It was a pay per view event here, and it was incredible. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it may have been the yeah. big one of the well. Yeah, now they're all big, right? Right. Like yeah. even the Monday night, like you know, there used to be a Monday night Raw, and then there used Still to be there's Raw and there's SmackDown, and there's SmackDown, and there, there's everything. There's it's house all shows, one big thing, all that stuff. Yeah, Incredible. I'll tell you what. If Boys to Men ever passes through, <laughs> you know they've been here. They have. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they were before my time. But they, they're unfortunately they're in a big resurgence right now. Yeah. Per McKinley. So. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what I think. It was, I'm telling you, the national anthem you know, and the one, NFC Championship game. One of the funnest shows is, is stuff like when you when you bring in like I love the '90s show. Oh yeah. And, oh and yeah. Salt yes. and pepper and vanilla ice and and you know yeah and and, and you'd see all the the you know thirty something. Your old mom's coming out and just partying. going you nuts, just getting nuts, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And and Salt and Pepper getting pissed at Vanilla Ice because he's taking too much time on his sound check and not giving it up. And, you know, I mean, it's just they like, were all headliners at one time. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Wow, now they got to share yeah. the stage. Yeah. Oh man, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. All right, I've got a question, yeah. Brian. Who is your who is, would be if you had to call Kevin tomorrow? One act, like a legit act that we could get yeah. in there. No, shoot for the moon here. Oh man. Give me, just for the sake of what I think it would be, give me Stevie Wonder oh, or Lionel yeah. Richie. One of the two. Yeah. I'll take either yeah. one. Yeah. Stevie Wonder or Lionel Richie. What about you, Mac? Mm. Man. You have your dream, Mac, maybe coming up this weekend. You love those three artists, right? Well, I, I like Morgan Wallen. You like Mor- I like Morgan, Morgan Wallen, Wallen and Riley Green. Those and, I mean, really I'll good. enjoy the whole thing, but Morgan Wallen is the main reason yeah. why I called you. But, no, I mean – if you've never if you've never seen Garth Brooks, country well, fan or not, right? Yeah, absolute world class. <clears throat> right. I mean, just right. I saw him in Memphis, incredible. I would say Garth Brooks, and then I would, you know, I, I, this would be one of those questions I would have to spend fifteen minutes on to go genre by genre. You know, you like know, I, I would. I'm always Aerosmith would be cool. I always amaze yeah. myself in how like. I'm not a fan of a certain artist that comes through. I don't listen to them. Could care less. You know? Yeah. But they turn me into a fan of them. Of who they are. Because of the show that they put on. Yeah. Like Keith Urban, man. I don't care for Keith Urban. Right. I don't care for his music. I appreciate his musicianship. Sure. Again, but that was one of the better shows that I've seen yeah. put on there. I mean, just really incredible. Yeah. That's kind of, I, mean, I guess, Bujin's the same way. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I meet folks from time to time. I'm like, oh, this guy was real cool. But then when I meet somebody who may not be as famous, but yeah. they're really nice, I'm like, I want to hang out with this guy. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it, people it ask us music. all the time, what are they like? What are they like? And our interaction with them is, is really limited. Yeah. And you, it's like running across either one of us. You may be having a bad day, maybe having a good day. Right. You, you can't judge, you know. But what you can judge is how their people out are. Oh, how, yeah. How they're. How everybody below them, their manager, tour manager, agent, sure. you know, all that stuff. That's just like a business yeah. organization. Yeah, it flows if, if the head the, of the snake yeah. is a good person, right. nice person, good to work it flows for, then the, the staff you know, will be. No, And the rule of thumb is country shows, country people are a lot easier to, to work with sure. than rock people. Yeah. Not that, I mean, we haven't had great rock bands, great rock people come through, but that's just kind of the rule of thumb. Well, and, you know, well, I think one thing that we were talking about about the rock music genre in general, uh, the really, really big mega acts – Probably too big for Tupelo, the arena scene. You know what I mean? Like the Stones. Right. You know what I mean? People like that. You know what I mean? Like we would all love to have them come through. But there are no mid-level rock bands anymore. No, That's, rock is you're dead. Right. It's dead. It really rock is, is dead. dead. Yeah, you're either it's, old or selling it out. It's or you're old, nobody. which they're fading out. Um, and the young rock bands coming up aren't 
what you what we three no. would classify as Mm-mm. rock. Yeah, Mm-mm. and yeah. it's and it's just not. And the whole pop scene is just different. They fade in and out so fast. Yeah, and we're I mean, not a pop market. We're not. No, at all. We we couldn't sell sh- tickets to a pop show at all. And I don't really want to be either. I mean, no, I, I, I don't either. You know, I don't either. I mean, I I just I think for the and you probably can speak to this. I think to get like rock bands that used to, like your three doors downs of the world, mm-hmm. you would have to pair them with three or four other acts. Right. To say, all right, we're having a reunion tour from and that's, 1997. That's, that's what you get now. I mean, right. you, you get, I mean, look at Motley Crue, Def Leppard, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's, and you're packed. You see the same classic rock bands recycled in different packages to go on tour. You okay. Huh. I want to be in on the decision making when we call Metallica <laughs> to get them in. <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the hardest rocking show. There'd be a lot of fifty-year-olds. Metallica, ACDC, you know, reunion tour, three hundred ticket. I, I saw a great. So a friend of mine sent this to me, and it was in a a picture of I don't know Metallica's lead singer's name, but you know Lars Ulrich. No, he's the drummer. Uh, he's the one I know. Though. Hetfield. I don't know. Yeah, Hetfield. Well, I just know yeah, Lars. Yeah. Regardless, so they're you know one one side of the picture was like, you know, they're. <laughs> They're fans, right? Black, black hair, you know, makeup, oh, all yeah. this stuff. And then the lead singer, who's standing there in flip flops, dad shorts, <laughs> and a tank top with a gut, you know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Pearl Jam would be great. Pearl Jam mm. would be cool. That would be good. But you know, they play Wrigley Field, so yeah. yeah they have a giant cult following. They like, really there do. are so many people who grew up in the nineties. Yeah. You know, like they were like junior high and high school kids in the nineties and sure. you're like, Who's your favorite band of all time? And like quickly Pearl, Pearl Jam. Jam. Right. Yeah. yeah, like I'm like, Oh, who's your favorite rock star? Eddie Eddie Vedder. I get lost yeah. in that I, I'm that way to an extent. Like if a song comes on, like on the radio, if I'm listening to like Z ninety eight, like and I hear, you know, Yellow Lead Better. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna listen to seven right. Pearl Jam songs. I think in a row Better Man <laughs> is one of the most underrated songs of the of the, that whole genre. It's that would be song. that would be my like Golden Stairs moment, as if we were in that building listening to acoustic version of Better Man. Oh man, that would be incredible. That, yeah. that would be awesome. Or like Thunderstruck awesome. or something. <clears throat> God, I, I, I get where you're yeah you're thinking with that. That's yeah. that's incredible. All right, well I'm gonna ask you a few rapid fire questions. Oh. Okay, we're gonna give Here you, we go. you, you when I ask them. We sparring? <clears throat> no, we're we're going we're going guest only. Me today. We're going guest only. I'm gonna I'm, I'm now, gonna now, <laughs> if I get stuck, just hit me upside the head. You know. No, yeah, no, I think you'll be okay. All right, so I like to start off with a little bit of a local one, and this is just in general: pizza or tacos? Pizza. Mm, good choice. All right. Great choice. Here we go. Uh, better city to go to a concert. Okay, not just the concert, the whole ambiance, like getting a pr- the the meal, the whole way. Okay, Memphis or Birmingham? Memphis. Memphis. Okay. Can you explain what was some thought there? To me, to me, Memphis has got a just a cool vibe to it that I. I dig, you know, and I lived in Birmingham early on out of college, and, you know, five points is cool and everything, but to me, Memphis has just got a better vibe to it. Agree? Yeah, I like it. You know, the way Memphis is sectioned up with downtown, midtown, and yeah, the yeah, 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 you can, there's a lot of good hidden, right. hidden, hidden music right. gems there. All right, so Beatles or Stones? Stones. Stones, okay. Favorite Stones song? God, it depends because – it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Okay. I love that okay. answer. Yeah. That's right. such a good All answer. Right. So as if you walked out the door right today, you, know, you got and, your and car, I, what would you play? Sympathy for the Devil. Yes. Man. You know, and I, I, a good friend of mine who, who he was older That's than I was, he, he passed on. He had cancer, but anyway. 
and I like the Beatles. I mean, I oh, like yeah. anybody else, you know, but he hated the Beatles because he came up in that era and he said they're the ones that, I won't say the word he said, but they ruined rock and roll, you know, because they made it pop. Yeah, they That's did. That's where pop That's right. happened. And as great as they were, he was right, you know. Yeah. That's true. There's not a lot of lot of hard rock and guitar with the Beatles. Right. You think of rock. Right. You're right. It's, it's pop. They're, they were like, pop. If I hear like "Gimme Shelter," I'm like all of a sudden <coughs> right. Right. jacked up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Ghostbusters or Back to the Future? Back to the Future. Ooh. That was a gut punch. It's okay. <laughs> Even though Ghostbusters is the hey, greatest film of all Ghostbusters guy. I was told y'all would be accepting of other, you know, ideas. Most certainly. Most certainly. But I, I will say, I think that I think. That Back to the Future has one of the best soundtracks. Now I will say, I quote Ghostbusters all the time. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Just random question: If Bill Murray was running for president, would you consider voting for him? No. Okay. I was just, I was just curious. As much as I love Bill Murray, no. I I might. (laughs) (laughs) I might. I love him that much. I'm sorry. I really do. I love him. Um, Okay. So if you had one final meal. To eat, you know what I mean? Like, okay, not yeah. I'm not want to put you on your deathbed. Sure. Let's say, but if you had one meal to to rule them all, what would you eat? Gumbo with a side of hot tamales. Ooh, like, tell me about your tamales. Are they Delta tamales? Oh, they got to be Delta tamales. Loaded, or just straight up? Just straight up. out of the hush. Yeah, just straight up. Love it out of the hush with some hot sauce. Yes, Louisiana hot all sauce all day. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what's your favorite music venue outside of the area? Um, I would have to say. God, there's a couple of them. I, I love the Blue Nile in New Orleans. Um, Snug Harbor. I would say Snug Harbor. I, I find the older I get, and I've always liked jazz and blues, and Snug Harbor is this joint down on Frenchman Street, and they always have, like, the, I don't want to say the classiest, but the coolest jazz yeah. acts there. Um, and it's just such a cool venue to go listen to that type of music. That's cool. So if you could bring one thing from outside of Tupelo to Tupelo, what would it be? I would bring, being from the coast, I would bring more of the coast New Orleans flavor to Tupelo. Okay. You ever, you ever eat at the shed, the barbecue place down yeah, there? Yeah. Tell me about it. I, I've never been. I hear yeah, all I mean, it's just, about uh, it. it's gotten kind of touristy over the years, okay. over the decades, you know. It used to be just a joint. Yeah. You know? um, but once... Something gets known, then you know, good for them. They kind of expand. Yeah. They kind of. You it was know. probably better back then. Yeah, yeah. more, more yeah. heart and care and you soul know. into the food. And, huh. All right, so let's go back here. Let's go back to what year did you graduate college? You say eighty-eight. Okay, so let's go back to nineteen. Really old. Let's go back. I wasn't trying to date you there. <laughs> yeah, part of really story. old. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Ghostbusters two came out in eighty-eight. A good year, by the way. Uh, I'm all about. Ghostbusters. I'm almost scared. You know that. <laughs> so I want to go back to nineteen eighty-seven, eighty-eight. What was going on on a Saturday night for you? Well, I was I graduated that spring. I was still going out. Okay. Just, you know, even and I got married that following December in 88. And so I was just starting a job, but I was still out partying just like in college, you know, just going to the bars or, you know, That was going, a start one, right? Music. Uh I graduated state, but I moved to Tuscaloosa. Oh, okay. Which was, you know, an easy transition. You know, yeah, magic for sure you know, to adult world. You know, <laughs> hard to grow up, man. Hard what to grow what up. was Tuscaloosa like? In you know, that's when, uh, like, the old varsity was still down on the yeah. strip, and it was just so cool. And you know, because it had been there forever, and 
and then just like everything they modif- modify oh, everything yeah. and just turn it to crap and you know then it just turns into a bar yeah. you know yeah. but the strip for you know was was really really cool you know they had you know tuscaloosa had a little bit more to offer at the times and starkville did. oh yeah you know bigger <laughs> yeah. town bigger college so well i got one more before i let mac take the floor here but what is the first live music experience you remember you know my first concert in high school was marshall crenshaw Y'all ever heard was, of Marshall Crenshaw? I was hoping it was going to be Marshall Tucker. You're going to have to – and actually, okay, I moved to Virginia when I was in eighth grade. So I went through high school and, you know. Yeah. And uh, my high school girlfriend had a cousin at UVA, University of Virginia, which was like 40 miles away from where we lived. And I liked Marshall Crenshaw. That you know, artist came out in the 80s, and he was playing over there. So we went over and, you know, saw Marshall Crenshaw. Do you know any Marshall Crenshaw songs off the top of your head? <sighs> Man, I would love to Spotify spot. this. I hate to do that because I'm big into music. Don't put me on the spot. Someday, some way. Okay, boom. boom. Yeah. There we go. Nice. That's it. I, would, yeah. I really needed that for my own benefit because yeah. we might even end the show with a Marshall Crenshaw. We need oh, to now. We can do, we can do that. You've got to. We, we, we have to. You've it's got to. It's going to happen. <laughs> well, I've, 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 got one, I've got two, actually. One, I want to know who the most up-close-and-personal act, artist, whatever, that you've gotten to know. At the Bank of South Arena. You know, uh, and, and that's a, a really a, a misconception. We don't really get to, to know any of them. Right. Now, you, you get familiar with some of them. You know, like Rascal Flats, they rehearsed with us for multiple years in sure. a row. For weeks on time, started the tour here, you know. So they and their people were here long. So we got to know them. So you they look, walk in and go, hey, Kevin. No, no, no. That, that, okay. You know, they, they might recognize your face. Right. You, you know, uh, that, that's a big misconception. Okay. We say rehearse here. You mean, like? Do they put in several days of work getting the show right? Kind of rehearse. Or We've had rehearsals from the very beginning, where the architects and engineers that have designed all the stage and production come in with their blueprints and are practicing setting it up for the first time. To, and this is what happens mostly is we get acts that come in that have already rehearsed that part of it. Will come in rehearse a week and start the show here. Okay. Uh, Miranda Lambert couple weeks ago started this leg of her tour in Tupelo and she was here two days prior rehearsing you know wow. to, to prep for it a few so years ago she's I single s- now right no she's married oh, oh yeah. I thought uh, married was, she, was she, Blake Shelton she married though, right? a cop yeah she married oh, a I was gonna tell you if she yeah. was single you should have called me if she was here two days prior <laughs> I remember a few years ago Zach Brown's first show was here of their tour oh yeah and he rehearsed here a month Good. I was gonna ask about that if they were here and, they, and th- this is another one of those one of quote those moments is that we had Zach Brown Band here for a month rehearsing. Well, Todd booked Ron White, the comedian, during that time. And I looked at Todd, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You know, we're going to put a round peg in a square hole. How are we going to do this? So we just pulled, you know, and, and the comedians, we usually set up in our theater set up. We pull the curtain up and yeah. set up there. And so that's, you know, and so Ron White pulled, you know, his bus pulled in. His then brother-in-law was a bus driver. And we went out to greet him because all this other mayhem was going on with Zach Brown. And he got out of the bus, like, you know, Todd and I were like, welcome to Tupelo. He was like, why in the F haven't I ever played Tupelo before? It's like, don't know. Can't answer, you know. Yeah. And it's like, Todd's like, got to tell you, Zach Brown's rehearsing, blah, 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 you know. So I'm walking with Ron White and his manager as Zach Brown is rehearsing. And I'm standing there with Ron White watching Zach Brown band rehearse. I was like, this is – too surreal. That's so that's surreal an up moment. close and personal yeah. moment. Right and there. so that night when Ron's performing, 
I go up to the very top where the curtain is splitting the arena, and I'm looking to my right where Ron White is performing to 2,500 people, and to my left on the stage is a full Zach Brown band with their earplugs in, you know, their their yeah they call them their ears, and they're going through everything. You can't hear it, but they can hear it in their ears. They're rehearsing their show while Ron White's performing, doing his act. And it was just like. That's incredible. Yeah, it really was. I'm blown away by that. That is cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I would never imagine something like that would go on in the old mall, the old Woolworths. Right. I know, right? <laughs> right. right. All right. So, and I've just added another question, but the, the, the next question I was going to ask anyway. Hey, man, I'm here all night. Yeah. So, <laughs> um. If you had to pull one non-musical act that the Coliseum has not had yet, Ooh, what would it be? Non-musical. You're saying that could be anything. Anything that you think would draw a crowd that you would want to see. You know, we've had so many inquiries from holding a month-long professional bowling tournament <laughs> to... Um, you I, get Pete Weber I, in there, there'll be I some I'll tell you what I wanted. i tell you one that I really wanted... And I actually went to, and this was about a year after I started, um, they had it in Little Rock. And so I went to Little Rock to scout it out, and it was a uh, tennis exposition. And it had Andre Agassi. And, oh, wow. And, and, I mean, like, Maria Sharapova, and, like, you know, about, I mean, six of the top yeah. flight at the time tennis players, along with some other all indoors. stars. All indoors. Wow. You know, and, um, man, we just couldn't talking to come to Tupelo just mm. too small Man. you know but well, the, to me just retired so yeah to me that would have been one of the things that I'd love to have seen here no yeah. kidding man that would have that would have been that would have been one of those ones like I wouldn't have been paying attention and then would have been listening to the radio and then it would have come on right. and Andre Agassi's gonna right. play tennis against Pete and Sampras Kel and wait when Kel <laughs> Kelly where Kelly Kelly Cuoco the actress from uh, Big Bang Theory yeah yeah she, she, she was there oh wow yeah so, nice. Yeah, that that would have been really cool. Man, I wonder how that would have drawn in Tupelo. Though. I mean, you know, I don't know because like, you know I would have got the Tupelo Tennis Association involved, and sure, it would have drawn. You know, because I think it would have been huge. You know, I it, would too. you know, and this goes back to we would our our attendance, our patrons come. The majority come from outside of the city of Tupelo. Right. I mean, yeah. we draw. Sure. Sure. We draw region. We're regional. You know, we draw regional, and so um, yeah, we would have gotten all of the. You know, to the yes. involved. I would. So. I mean, I would. I think one match would sell out if you were like, "Hey, we got uh, Pete Sampras going against Andre Agassi in a ten tennis exhibition." Yeah. Like, yeah, how much do I pay to right. get in the building right. for this in Tupelo? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a once in a lifetime kind of thing. That would have yeah. been cool. That would have been so, cool. So, all right, and this is, I got to add another question. <laughs> so, from a sports perspective, <laughs> give your that. That's what made me think of that. Give me your take on like. I know we've had several semi-professional teams. Mm -hmm. What do you think could be successful again, if at all? Nothing. 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 Um, I'm glad somebody said it. No, yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm with you. I mean, you know, we we've tried different versions of minor league football, um, arena football. Yeah, sure. Um, and it would start off as a novelty, and then just plummet. You know, sure. Because um, I mean, people are just into college sports around here. You know, they're You're just, right. You know, um, hockey was a novelty. And when the T-Rex were semi-professional, they had a pretty good following. But, you know, then they went to having kids play pretty much. Yeah, you know? Junior league. Yeah, and junior yeah. league. And, I went to um, one But, thing. again, it turned into a novelty. And But when we have – if we have a tenant like a hockey tenant, that really hurts us 
on our availability for, for other stuff. Right. right. Sure. So. Well, I tell you what I would love to see. I would love, and then you've done this before, is to get basket, basketball plays well. It seems <clears> like just because it makes sense being in. Yeah, the we type had of um, it is. we had LSU play Memphis here ten years ago. Yeah. And it was a radius clause that they were involved with, and we were just outside that radius, and so they came here, and we were to the rafters, man. It was, yeah, it, I was in them rafters. It so was I, I would love to see like, I tell you, and you know, Mississippi State, you and I are both <clears throat> Mississippi State <clears throat> fans, but I would love to see. You know how when teams set up home and homes, I would love to see like, all right, State's going to play, you know, North Carolina next year, at North Carolina, but then the following year they've got to come play State. They'll Pimelo. never do that because of the revenue they'll lose by not sure. playing Starkville. You know, and, and, and now, is that, they, that was my now, question. You know, they'll, they'll go during the, the winter break, and they'll – you know, they played here before. Yeah. But they like going to Jackson. We, we, we yeah. try our best to get them back. But their response is always that's more their recruiting area. Sure. And it's like we got a nicer coliseum than Jackson. That's you know, very, very, I mean, very true. You know, we sell tickets to your games here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, we keep trying. Well, I, I, another question I got, and this, I guess this could be a yes or no, really, but when you have, like, the Gulf South Conference tournament, money maker, money loser, basketball. That was a uh, convention and visitors bureau deal. Okay, okay. I um, got you. So we did not view that going into it that it would be a money maker. Okay, yeah. I, I see, I see. Sometimes you have to do something like that. Right. I enjoy and, and we are. We're community-oriented. We, yeah. we do what we can with, you know, we've, we've moved – down on main concerts into the arena, and all they pay for is hard expenses. You know, yeah. Uh, I went we, to the we, Keller Williams show. Yeah, that got moved Keller out. was really good there. Yeah, good. Um, you know, we moved in Gumtree last year when whether yeah. that, you know, was and yeah. and um, I mean, so I mean, we're part of downtown. We're part of the community, so we we try to be good neighbors. All right, I've got a request now. Go. And you gotta be serious with me, Kevin. He, that man is serious. Here, Look let me him. take another drink. Yeah, yeah. Clear your throat with another <laughs> sip of bourbon. <laughs> What would we have to do to convince somebody like we were talking about earlier that just says no all the time? Okay. The guarantees. Misconception is, is they, the artists, don't say no. Here's how it kind of plays out. An artist is going to go on tour. for right. We're going to go do 20 days. And so these comp the promoters companies will you know bid on okay i'll take these 20 days i'll pay you 10 million dollars for these 20 days so you divide 10 million by 20 this is what you got to get out of it where are the markets we can go to to get that money so um it's not the artists that really yeah make that decision sure sometimes tupelo doesn't fit in that number or right, you know, right. you know I mean, a small you town know, a lot of people would that like, be driven by ticket prices obviously right right sure you know and a lot of people are like oh they they want to come here because this is where elvis is from no offense they may get here and think that oh this is cool elvis was born here but they ain't going to make them come here to play right. if they can't make you know can't yeah. make what they need to make here they want to know where those dollars are so at. would it right. be one of those okay. deals where it would almost have to be somehow partner oh partner yeah it's like okay say, say we want to get you know jimmy buffett his, and I'm just throwing a number out there, his guarantee is $2 million. Okay, so here's what we can sell, what we think ticket prices, what the market can stand. Right. Here's what's left. We would have to have somebody come in and, quote, sponsor or sure. and say, here we go. We want to get him here. Yeah. And so this is what we can offer you. Yeah. And that was kind of, I guess, right. my ultimate question right. is 
the, you, you, right. sponsorship is what would be everything. You know, but we, for a 10-year anniversary, this was right after I started, we were thinking, okay, this would be really cool to have a free concert for the community. But we got to have somebody sure help sponsor it. And there's just nobody with that kind of money that wants to, yeah. you know, that's a lot of money. All yeah. right. A couple commas in that check. Right. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Last question. Possibility of getting Dave Chappelle. Hey, if he calls, we'll host him. <laughs> I'm calling him. Let's <laughs> just have our people be get in touch yeah, with his people. people. That's right. Have our people be hey, in touch with his machine. From the have his machine called Todd's machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell Todd I appreciate it because he, it, well, Todd, is, in the booking that he's done, uh, he has gotten me a lot of dates that I probably didn't deserve with a lot of pretty ladies because I bought two tickets. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I got Amen. I got an extra ticket. Would you like to go to the Zach Brown show? I'm not a big Zach Brown fan, but oh, you are. Okay, thanks. So tell Todd I said thanks from <laughs> yeah. the bot. That's from the bottom of my heart. The Todd didn't know Todd. he was romance builder for sure. For sure, <laughs> matchmaker <laughs> services for sure. For sure. Uh, you got any shout outs that you'd like to give out before we wrap this thing up? Anybody you'd like to talk about? Man, just our staff. Do that. I mean, yeah. really, we're 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 a small staff. Um. For our size building, what we do, um, I mean, we I think we're only 11, 12 full-time people down yeah. there, you know, and then a lot of part-time people. And, I mean, we all work crazy hours, and it's, I mean, it's hard sometimes, it's tough, but, man, everybody always pulls together, and we pull it off every time, you know. That's awesome. And it's just, I, I couldn't ask for a better group of people to, to be a part of. Yep. I love that's, it. I mean, man, like I said, I, I really think y'all, like you said, for a small town, a big arena in a small town with a pretty good geographical pool, y'all have no peer. I mean, no, really with, yeah, we're, we're, I think truly we're the only one of us in the country. And I want to be arrogant about that. Oh, personally. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We should. I mean, I want to throw that in people's face. <clears> like, <throat> I mean, there's, but, you know, we, we speak to that a lot. There, there's it's a lot not of, just the there, Coliseum. There either. are a lot of reasons why Tupelo is special and different yeah. and better. And the, we're just one small part of that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the best way of putting that. Well, you know, yeah, that's the, what I was getting at. The, the downtown experience, like you said, y'all were the beginning of the revitalization <coughs> of the mm -hmm. downtown area down right. here, or even not even the revitalization, just becoming what it is. Yeah. Right. And now, like you said, the whole thing is its own entity. You go eat somewhere real nice. Right. You yeah. go to the arena. Afterwards, you go to Crave to well, eat I, dessert. You know, like, there's on, a whole thing you do a, now. And yeah. on nights like next Saturday when Aldine's here, I guarantee you there's not a restaurant in Tupelo you'll be able to get in for that show. Just to speak personally to that, we're doing what you just said, Brian. Like, my crew is getting together. We're going to have crawfish during the day. We're going to go to Southern Craft across the street. I think my buddy John John's got it rented out for, like, the room for four to seven. And then we're walking across the street. That's so, e like, that's exactly. That's the economic impact. That's what We've, their goal is. We have so many restaurants doing. through the years at uh, different times come and say, man, that show made our month. We were about to be behind, and that show yeah. put us over. You know, I mean, it's that's what we. What we're they here made for. payroll because of that event, right? Yeah. Yes, and so. a lot of people schedule their big work, like nights around y'all. You know, what I mean, like right. oh, sure. we've got. Oh this yeah, when town. Trump came, a couple. You know, back. Oh in, yeah. I mean, everybody down here shut down because sure. of and that man. That's asking a lot of yeah. businesses to do. Yeah. You know, for sure. Tupelo, they they play well together. Well, man. Kevin, I can't thank you enough for hopping on with us, man. It's been a real absolutely, treat. absolutely. Yeah, it's been good meeting you again. Like I, the other day was kind of like the Cliff's Notes. Today I got I got real insider. <laughs> yeah, yeah Now he'll Britannica. know to never ask me back. No, for sure. <laughs> well, I want to make you a regular. 
<laughs> yeah, Kevin's Corner. Tell me about what's coming up, Kevin. That's what I want to do for sure. Well, look, uh, folks, we appreciate you listening. Brian and I will come back after this, and uh, we'll wrap up the show. But, Kevin, again, thank you for, for coming on, man, and we'll hopefully have you next time. Absolutely, anytime. He is. I really wish that was a hangout. Yeah, was an interview. That was so good, man. Yeah, and you know, leave it to him to find the uh, exotic clear bourbon on the bottom shelf, dude. I did you? I, I don't know if you could hear me on the pot, but like after I took a sip, he was like, "Try that," and I was like, <coughs> "Like it looked like water, and tasted like gasoline for sure." <laughs> it was liquid napalm. But no, man, that was awesome, and. I like how candid Kevin is. Very much. You so. know what I mean? It's just, it was almost like a when we when we got to take the tour, it was a lot like the Wizard of Oz. Like he pulled the curtain back, 100%. and we got to see everything going on. And the cool thing that I enjoy most about it is how proud he is of what he does. Like there is a glow yeah. on his face when he talks about his coworkers and the things that they've accomplished. And his yes. guy uh, Todd, who does the booking, he's very. I mean, all the. I mean, Absolutely. he's just. He he's just he's he's such a humble guy. You know what I mean? No it, doubt. It really sticks out too. And I'll tell you another thing, and and it goes hand in hand with us. One thing we always like to do is represent things local to us, Tupelo in specific. And he just he is a guy that not only do does he mean a lot to to Tupelo. But he's a guy that people don't realize is as important as he is to Tupelo. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, I mean, for sure. Whenever you turn on the radio here uh, next this week, coming up week, and yeah. you hear Jason Aldean doing a spot on uh, Wizard 106 or whatever the the, the country station is, 100%. it's going to be because Kevin got it lined they, up. Their people got in touch with his people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, literally, that's what happens. Um, there's there's so many layers he has to go through through publicists, managers, tour managers. Uh, I mean, all kind of folks and. He just knows how to get that done, and uh, about as well connected uh, as anybody we've ever had on the podcast. Absolutely, I mean by far. Um, he's a good dude, and um, the cool thing I like about him is at the end of the day, he's a legit fan of things. Yes, and not a fan of things. Like he just oh no, like, yeah, I, I loved how truthful he yeah, was. Hey, like, hey, I, I book all these country acts. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not a big fan of them. That's what he right. says. And I'd love to have a rock show, but it's just dying. You know, I like how he brought up that the Gaither family fans are yeah. dying off, and it's yeah. true. And you, I didn't want to get into it too much, but I am one of those folks who 10 years ago was absolutely bashing the Bancorp Shop sure. Center for who they were bringing in. And as I got a little bit older and I realized how hard it is to put an event on and that money is actually and what matters. especially after he confirmed all the stuff that you always thought. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, like it, it really opened my eyes. And he's a, he's a good dude, and I, I'm really glad to have met him. And thank you. For kind of bridging that gap there, oh, I mean, dude. And, lifelong friend, like family friends. Yeah, forever. I mean, and, and he's he's a good guy, and uh, I'm glad he's a friend of the podcast, and I look forward to uh, hanging out with him again. Yes, you know what I mean for yes. sure, whether we recorded or not. I want yeah, I want to hang out with him, and also I'm, 
there might come a time in my life where I might need a hookup on some PJ Masks tickets. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. For Ain't sure, like for sure. PJ Masks. Well, speaking of speaking of some local things coming up, uh, this this weekend uh, is actually the Jason Aldean concert, right? <laughs> Sorry, you just. <laughs> what you got? I just forgot when we were talking about PJ Masks. You thought it was a black comedian. I did. I, I did. didn't know. I didn't know at all. But I wasn't going to guess, and then we found out. I but asked, anyway, I asked a girl out on a date to the PJ Masks <laughs> show, and she was like, "Huh." She's like, yeah. I was like, yeah. You want to go meet the PJ Masks? She was like, this guys, just like Bruce Bruce. She was like, uh, my kids are a little old for that. I was like, well, I wasn't wanting you. This is not a kid's like, show. No, this is yeah, this is a kid's show. I was like, but oh, it is. Oh man, that's like such an idiot. <laughs> that was a long time ago. But no, man, it um, it, it was good to catch up with him. And uh, yeah, th- th- uh, this week though, uh, Saturday. Yeah, Jason Aldean, Morgan Wallen, and Riley Green. Man, I I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm down. Two of those? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, is that Saturday night? It is Saturday night. Okay, so tell me tell me what your plans are for, because we were talking to Kevin about how they were the the catalyst that revitalized downtown somewhat. Yeah. The, the Bank of sure, South Center, that is. Sure. Not, not Kevin. Uh, but tell me your plan about what you're going to do downtown. Like, what you, what's the McKinley well, Hollinger group Saturday. Okay. Uh, we, so, we got a block of 16 tickets. Uh, so big, big group. Uh, Saturday morning, we're going to play golf at the artist, or the course formerly known as Big Oaks is now uh, Tupelo National. I think. Is okay. What they call they it. changed the name. I think so. Okay. I don't know. I haven't played golf since when was the last Olympics? Uh, but anyway, that the, that's the last time I played golf. But everybody wanted to play golf, so yeah, I'm in. Uh, and then we're gonna eat crawfish at my buddy Will and Laura's house. Uh, at lunch, and then my buddy John John has booked out Southern Craft and Tap uh, from like the four to seven. Like I guess they've got a room I hadn't been yet, uh, so I'll be able to review that next time we get together. But uh, we're doing that, and then we're walking over. Oh, that'll be fun. It's gonna be fun night, man. That's gonna be fun. Well, and that we did say that Saturday, right? That is Saturday, man. I tell you what, I might be doing Saturday, going back to Woody's for karaoke night. I went there. Let this me say something. If the crew I'm with after the concert is not down to do anything. I may meet, be meeting up with you at Woody's, especially with it being this close. To I my think house. your crew would have a fun time. Some I of them really, would. Really, really want to make that happen, and I'm so glad you brought that. Up. I w- I'll say this: uh, Woody's was just recently again on Restaurant Impossible with Robert Irvine. I think was that what it was? Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Feather and them are about as consistent as it comes. In this area, with what they do, their food yeah. has always been good. You know what I mean? Like junior prom, man. I'll never forget the meal I had there. Graduation night for me. You know what I mean? Unreal. Like uh, it's one of those things. Like it's always been one of the premier food uh, go tos in our area for anybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when you wanted a fine dining experience a long time ago, it was really the only place. Oh yeah. And then uh, now it's one of several. But when you really want to go with like. I'm trying to see how I put this, like, a traditional fancy meal. Yeah. You know what I mean? You go there. impress the out-of-towners. Yeah, when I want a white tablecloth experience, I go to Woody's. 100%. And then when I want an absolute get-down, hang-out-with-the-locals experience, I go to the bar in the back. True and that. Krista is, man, she is one of the most personable, likable people ever. And she makes the best white Russian in town, and it tastes the exact same way every time. And she knows I like cheap whiskey and Diet Coke. So I go in there, and it's waiting on me. You know, she ate white Russian? No. Okay, well, then she knows what I want if I don't get a white Russian. 
but karaoke is like under unlike any other animal in the I area at Woody's. And pray that I'm rolling in there to see you Saturday night, sixteen deep. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. If that happens, first round on me. That's not the funny story. <laughs> that won't be funny. <laughs> no, it will be a beginning of a good night. Uh, funny story. So years ago, I hosted trivia at Woody's after Boondocks downtown closed. And trivia would start at 7.30, and it would last until 9. And at 9, karaoke started. And I would host karaoke afterwards. So we had two different crowds in there, and they were all pretty much waiting for the other one to leave. Um, so this, this was... 2008 no 2009 so over 10 years now um but on those nights when i would host karaoke groups of girls would come in groups of guys would come in and there were always two songs that were sung every week sure hate to break down here and goodbye earl and i've talked about this before and so and you know about a year ago we started the podcast we talked about this and last night it was a it was a bar closed at a it, last call was at 12.30, so it was 12 o'clock, and Crystal walked by, and there was another girl sitting beside me, a, a girl that I'd never met before until last night, and my roommate Micah was there, and I loudly, after several shots of whiskey, said, Guys, it hadn't been karaoke night, because I hadn't heard Sure Hate to Break Down Here, and I promise you, after the, that song finished, the guy who was hosting karaoke said, uh, I need some so-and-so girl to come to stage, and sure enough, my mark two six three. I mean, they <laughs> they started singing it, and I just I lit up. I, I it was, it was what it was supposed to be. That's and, and a that, cool tradition. Yeah, and you know, and that kind of gets me to the topic I was going to bring up here before we we round up our our podcast for the week. The comfortability of local bars. You yeah. know what I mean? The the sure. cheers. There's something to be said for going to a place where everybody knows your name. Right. You know. Um. I guess I want you to talk about because you're from here. Talk about for a minute the allure of the small town bar in Tupelo. Like what 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 gives off the vibe that people still go to Stables all these years? Like tell me about it. Well, I think there's the biggest thing, and you kind of mentioned it without saying like going in depth, is the familiarity with the help. It has it doesn't change a lot, you know. And like I mean, as far as just about anywhere you go in this town, you're going to see the same bartenders. You're going to see the same managers, the same people serving food, the same chefs. And there's a comfort level once you get, like, you know, because make no mistake about it, bars are in the service business. You know, I mean, they're in the, you know, they're in the people pleasing business. You know, they want to, their, their job is to make sure that when you let, like, I don't think that their job is to make sure that you had a great time. It's to make sure you didn't have a bad time. Right. And like, I think the bars around here have got a really good reputation of that because I know even, I'm not a big bar goer, but if I go to a certain place, I know who I'm going to see there right. about 90% of the time. And I think, you know, have, having good good hired help. I mean, Adam Morgan has great help at Blue Canoe. It's been it's been really solid over the years. Mitch has got good help. Uh, the, you know, Feather's got good help. I mean, it's just, yeah. these, these people just know it. Jason Steele's got good help. And they're doing a good job at and, Forklift now. And they are, they yeah, are. man. And it's the local acts, you know, it, it, that's the other thing I was going to mention. You know, it's hard to me. And it really, really shines a light on what our local bar scene is able to do by getting some of these people. And I'm not talking about people that are going to be performing at the Grand Ole Opry, but like you'll get. Actually, you're wrong. But but <laughs> yeah. But it's Adam is kind of the standard bearer, I think, with Blue Canoe as far as you know. He's going to gamble sometimes, and he's. I don't know. I've never heard anybody that has been to Blue Canoe that has said, "Man, I hated that." 
Yeah. You know what I mean? If like, you don't I like the band, you love the band. food. It, that, you know that's what I mean? And they, they've got such a good balance is you go in at 7 o'clock, you eat, and then the show starts at 8 or, or 9. And most people are, even your older crowd is like, well, you know, let's let's stick around. Yeah. You know, and that, that's, it's it's a credit to them, to, to, to Adam and the people like that, that get these, like, you know, we talk about Joe Austin. I saw them uh, with you, actually, at Forklift the other night. Uh, and but but there's so many people like that locally, Tatum Shapley, that are willing to come play at the same places over and over, and people come back to see him. Brian, they do, you know, he played here three Thursdays ago. Well, guess what? We're gonna go see him again this Thursday. You know, like I just I don't know. I think that's a really cool thing, man. There's songs that are written about the bar, the type of bar scene Tupelo has. So yeah, um, Kevin, we asked him. We said, how has Tupelo changed in your 22 years? The first thing he said was the food scene. Oh, 100 percent. You know, um. Sturgill Simpson's played at Blue Canoe. He has. Tyler Childers ever played at Blue Canoe? I'd surface to say. I think I'm pretty sure he has. I, would, I, 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 I think I think he has, and they they have the hottest tour in America right now. Yeah, you know, and we're you and I are both going to see them. We are, and within a month's time, yeah, I'm going to see him in South Haven. You're going to see him in Denver. But my thing is this: they are playing the Grand Ole Opry. You know, you right. know what I mean? They have right. like um, Alabama Shakes have won Grammys. Like 100%. St. Paul and the Broken Bones is one of the best touring acts in the country. Um, he said people like Pokey Lafarge. When, when you see Pokey Lafarge, he looks like a 1930s singer. He lives that lifestyle. Confirmed. Um, yeah. February 4th, 2016, Tyler Children's yeah, Live th- at Luke I thought he did. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, you know, and then uh, like Frasco, he is literally taking the jam band scene by storm. And he's opening for Humphreys McGee after just doing the double headliner tour with Big Something. All these people played at Blue Canoe. Uh, most of them for free. Yeah. I'll tell you, you're talking about those old people sitting around and at Blue Canoe and waiting. There have been nights that I have gone to Blue Canoe not knowing the band that was playing, and I stayed until 1 o'clock to, to finish up with them. Uh, that's how the, the quality of music he gets. But, for instance, I, I and I've told this story, but I can actually talk about it in depth because we're in a uh, PG-13 environment. Sure. Uh, but... I was at Blue Canoe the night Sturgill was there. And uh, I remember I was sitting there with my back to the stage. And <laughs> I had expectations. Everybody been telling me how good he was. But, I, you know, I was like, surely it can't be what everybody says. And he came out with the very first song, very first line. And it was, uh, uh, you can have the crown is the song. And the very first line is, well, I've been spending all my money on weed and pills, trying to write a song and pay the bill. But when I heard that, I turned around. And I was like, this guy is going to be legit like this it's the sound yeah. and it got me hooked on him and there have been other people at blue canoe that have done that and now i'm a lifelong fan because of what adam and them did but uh going back to why i think that local bars are a big deal uh you were talking about the surf staff and everything there i th- what i like about them is the different group of people you have at each one they're sure. different the group of people that hang out at stables are sure. different than the group at woody's uh, and that group likes to get together and hang out with that group. Now, whether they even talk to the person across the bar, right. they don't know, but they know they fit in there's with There's a them. comfortability. Yeah, there's a comfortability there. And, we you know, when you go to Stables and you see Jim or you see Jenna working there. Yeah. yeah or, you know, Nikki back in the day. Like, you knew how, what, what kind of nights you were going to have. And sure. back in the day when I would go to Boondocks and my buddy DB was bartending. Yeah. And whatever, depending on what band was there, I knew what kind of night we were going to have. Sure. Um, but I like that. Um, I like I like being able to walk into a place and sit down and they know I'm going to drink a Bud Light or I'm going to drink a White Russian 
Or, you know, back in the day when I would go to the Ribcage Bar in Oxford, Taylor Cruz knew I was drinking sure. a Jaeger bomb, 100%. I was walking in, and he had two ready for me. And I just like that. Um, comfortability is a big deal. I don't like to go into a place where I feel rushed or crowded yeah. or uneasy. You know what I, I mean? think the best thing that ever happened recently to the bar scene in Tupelo was when Benjamin's on Main closed down. Okay. Simply because it it was it, it was dinner time when the bar scene was DJ only. Let's go out. It had the market cornered. Everything wanted to be the library, but it couldn't. The library great for that market, undefeated in that market. Right. But it doesn't work here because this and Kevin brought this up. This is not a college town. Mm-hmm. We don't have. 10,000 18 to 22 year olds wanting to just go out to get drunk and hear loud rap music. We have people with sophisticated musical palettes. Mm-hmm. And uh, food palettes. And food palettes. And they want to enjoy an adult evening. And Tupelo knocks it out of the park with that. Right. You know, in Oxford, it can be really planned out. Like, what I mean is they book bands at, the, at Larry's. Yes. And the Larry's. 100%. And people are ready for those shows. Yeah. Uh, you when you go to the library as a thirty-seven-year-old man like me, yeah. you're doing one of two things: you're either checking out the local town or you're celebrating a big win by your football team. Agreed. You know what I mean? You kind of go there to party yeah. and celebrate. Um, Tupelo, it's not like that. No, I mean you're going out for like you said a good evening. And that and you know you're not going to see any families eating at the library before you go out. You're no. going to see families eating at Blue Canoe, KOK, Forklift. You know, like that's a normal thing. I think and and where I think the tide started to turn, and I think it goes back to Boondocks. Sure. Uh, Scott Chisholm was doing a lot of the booking there. Uh, and you know, he, Scott Chisholm, yeah. the better half of the band. And he was getting the touring acts for the low-level the low level bands that were festival touring acts. Like Uncle Lucius, uh, Number Two with Me and Hugh, Thomas Jackson Orchestra. And they would come in and play on a Thursday night passing yeah. through. And it would be awesome and raucous and great. And uh, that kind of got people going to listen to good music. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I always love, like, hearing original music. And at that time, sure. Tupelo was a very cover band heavy town. Yes. So Boondocks kind of got that original music, live music going. Yeah. And then when Blue Canoe opened, Adam blew it out of the park. Oh, man. He got, I mean, he got, like I said, some of the best music in the world has been played on that stage, for sure. And I love I love just thinking about the fact that, you know, it's two miles from where I live. Yeah. That's so cool. The no glow. Yeah. It's 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 no it's, it's a big glow up. We got to get that T-shirt. Just we, to let you know, man, we have, glow. We have got to get that T-shirt market corner before Adam Kirk does it. Adam, if I don't, the fine people of Ripley will be wearing shirts that say North Gloucester. <laughs> Three eight six six three or whatever they are. Yeah, friends of no glow. Yeah. But man, I tell you, uh, it's been a good time catching up as it always is. And we really, really, once again, we thank Kevin uh, Kirkpatrick for coming man, on, yeah. and uh, look forward to catching up him with him in the future. And he's going to give us updates from time to time yeah. on what's coming through. Uh, maybe get a little segment with him quarterly. Where yeah, he comes for sure. in and talks about everything going on. But uh, before we wrap up, man, uh, what what you got going on in this uh, this upcoming week before you go to Jason Aldine? Uh. High school soccer banquet tomorrow night. It's always a fun night. Always recognizing good. our kids. Um, you know, we got a. Uh, we've got. I'm scouting baseball. I got to do that yeah. today. I'm mean, loving doing that, man. I'm, we're a lot farther ahead than we were this time last year. This time last year, I think I had four on my right. 18 men roster. I think I can count up to 11 now. So my yeah. spring won't be as hectic. Uh, Speaking of that, I gotta say something. I have to interrupt you right there. I was no, no, uh, no, when please. I was at Woody's last night. It was very loud. The karaoke was loud. 
and we were sitting there, and my roommate Micah, he was there with me, and uh, we don't get out together much because we're so busy with our different sure. work and stuff. And uh, he's talking about how loud it was, and he goes, uh, "I think they've turned it up to 11. And I was like, "Well, quoting, you know, uh, Spinal Tap." I was like, "Why don't they just make 10 louder?" He goes, "But these go to 11." And it just <laughs> just got me thinking about. It. I love Spinal Tap. I love that whole group. But anyway, you just got in baseball. Yeah, man. And, you know, of course, work's work. And, you know, just uh, I love springtime, man. Will you do me a favor before I tell you what I got going on? Absolutely. Will you tell the fine people of the podcast world about your trip down Highway 334 to Taco Polo the other day? I will. So <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I have a part-time job now. Uh, and everybody, I think, at least that listens to this podcast, everybody in my personal life knows this, I'm going back to teach in August. I will be leaving the funeral home uh, on good terms. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I have taken a part-time job in the process in Oxford with Vintage Health Resources. Great people. Great people. But the job entails what I used to do, which was driver's education, and I am teaching nurses from the Philippines how to drive in America uh, after they finished their training with Vintage Health. And the other day, uh, we're progressing great. I uh, started the first week of February, so this, I've had my first full month. We started out in the parking lot of FNC parking lot, and then this past week, uh, we actually got on Highway 6, and we're driving down Jackson Avenue. So they're really getting better. Uh, but I was trying to come up with enough time to make sense of a trip that would take me about 25 minutes to and then back to Oxford. And the more I racked my brain, I said, no brainer, Taco Polo. For sure. It's half, um, almost halfway between Oxford and Pontotoc. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so I had that in my head. I didn't tell the girls I had driving. And uh, so I said, I'll tell you what, let's turn right here. So we turned right. And as soon as we turned right, I had to tell them that I knew the mayor of Taco Polo. And th- you got to understand, those of you that are listening, they these nurses are incredibly smart. They've went to med school in the Philippines. They're, they know, but in American social environments, they're like 10-year-olds. They don't understand anything. They think that me knowing the mayor of Takapola is practically like me knowing the governor. Um, McKinley, it is. And technically, it is. <laughs> don't take a shot at the mayor of Takapola while he's in the room with you. <laughs> Come on. But anyway, they're Has like, the oh, governor ever gotten a reserve seat at Atkinson's in Smithville? I do not, not know, but I knowledge. can confirm that yeah. Takapola's mayor we can't, did. The governor and the mayor of Takapola have never been in the room at the same time. We sure. know that much. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we get kind of through the loop there. Right. And uh, I actually pointed them out to your old house. and uh, then we the, get to the, That's not the mayor's mansion. <laughs> it's, it's not the mayor's mansion, but we... Uh, we uh, we pulled into that little parking lot to switch drivers where the the volunteer fire department is and the, the, what it's what's the, the, it's the community the volunteer center? fire department slash community center yeah mm-hmm. correct yes and uh, we and got voting out. voting precinct and <laughs> so where's like where's said, many hats they, they these these nurses are trying to document their entire experience in America while to you and I and everybody that's listening to this. It's not a big deal to pull into some little town and, you know, just know where you are. But to them... Tread lightly here, McKinney. I know. I, and I'm pushing <laughs> the wrong buttons here. I'm messing with you. But uh, <laughs> they wanted to decide, They decided they were going to get out and take a picture. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll take their picture. And then they said, no, 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 we want, we want you to get in the picture and we got to get something that says Taco Polo in it. I said, yes. Okay. 
So uh, we took the picture, and I said, you know what? I know a guy who immediately will appreciate this picture. Well, and- if you ever need somebody to come to your class and speak on the importance of uh, incorporating unincorporated towns and making yourself, <laughs> proclaiming yourself mayor of a town that actually doesn't have mayor, I am your guy. I know a guy. <laughs> but it was cool to see that, man. No, I, man yeah. I love Takapola, and I'm, I'm proud that uh, that I can kind of claim it as my home. And I'll go ahead and say this right now. Uh, zero reported cases of the coronavirus in Takapola. True. Never had a zombie outbreak. Very, very either. safe. Just be- Crime rate, Takapola, incredibly low. Yeah, for sure, especially now that I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, now that Brian's out, <laughs> the, the, the one – Sheriff in that part of the world is is sleeping in his car. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, man, I tell you what, this week I'm just going to keep my head down. I'm going to work hard and uh, get ready for some trips towards the end of the month. And um, I'm going to live vicariously through you at Morgan Wall and Riley Green, and hope to see you at Woody's Saturday night. For sure, I'm looking forward to for it. Sure. So, folks, that's going to wrap us up. Again, thank you to Kevin. Uh, thank you for all all of you listening. And thanks to Mitch for letting us in the spot. And thank you f- to Mitch, too, even though I can't get the key to work. You need to get me a key. Uh, your waitress made me look like a child when she came and just wiggled it, and we locked it back up. But anyhow, a uh, different story for a different day. Uh, folks, you can find us on uh, – we'll be on Twitter at The Happening Pod and on Instagram at Happening Pod. And uh, we're linked through Spotify, Stitcher, and Fireside. And got the Facebook page, too. And got the Facebook page as well. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, We will get back with you probably the next seven, ten days, and we'll get this out pretty soon. Thank you again for listening. Keep killing it, Tupelo.